ready to go. Yeah, All right, welcome to the show. My name is Kane Mack. I'll be your host. My co-host is B Stew. Brian How Stewart. How we doing, buddy? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. There we go. I love to hear that. Uh, last night, the Seattle Seahawks uh, lost to the Los Angeles Rams twenty to ten. The Seahawks are five and nine, and moving to the eighth overall pick in the NFL draft. Of course, owned by our New York Jets. The Seattle Seahawks have three games remaining against Chicago, Detroit, and Arizona. Which, by the way, I, I don't know about you, V. Stu. I want the Jets to have the Seattle Seahawks pick every single year. This is so much fun watching, rooting against them. I mean, any way we can win where we don't actually have to win, sounds like a great day to me, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And plus, you know, that's just they're just not very likable. And plus, I hate Jamal Adams now. Yeah, so. you know, he, he, yeah, he's got a bit of a complex. I don't know how to express it, but, you know. There's something wrong with that guy. Yeah, no, he has, he has some issues, man. I mean, and to think about it, it's like the Jets need as many picks as we can get. Having the fourth and eighth pick certainly help. And I think if you told me going into this year, it doesn't even matter if they, they went out or something like that. They're not making the playoffs whatsoever. And if you told me that they weren't going to make the playoffs and we would have a guaranteed top 15 pick, I would have taken that right away. Definitely. 100%. I mean, you look at the Seattle, they've been in the playoffs God knows how many years in recent, right? They've been every year consecutively. This year, they're just not up to par. Yeah, no, they've been uh, mediocre. I mean, well, less than mediocre. They're five and nine. That, the I Jamal mean, that... Adams effect, man. Jamal Adams effect. Well, last year he said he, he was so used to going on vacations and stuff like that. They won the NFC West last year and, you know, sort of, uh, you know, just poking the beast a little bit with the Jets, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm sorry, kicking us when we were down, of course, down another season. But, you know, um, to see him kind of get his is, is pretty cool. And to see them in a very similar spot, I mean, not really a similar spot. Like, it's still Russell Wilson, but they don't have a number one pick this year. And I, I don't know how they get the talent necessary to keep that, you know, sort of good thing going over there in Seattle. I mean, you look at Seattle, you got two top-tier receivers in lock in Metcalf. And Chris Carson, he's a big piece for missing this year, especially at running back. Missing him, relying on guys like Penny and Collins, is definitely a downgrade, unfortunately. They hate to not give the guys credit where credit is due, but they're no Chris Carson. When you look at Russell Wilson, he's been running for his life for the last however many years. When are they going to address needing an offensive line? At over in Seattle, you got top tier receivers, top tier running back when he's healthy. And all jokes aside, he's injured probably because they didn't have a healthy offensive line or a good offensive line. So if, until they address that offensive line, I don't see how they can win anytime soon. It's true. And, and then you look at uh, them just getting Jets castoffs like uh, Schnell and, you know, a bunch of. Uh, I, I saw Bless on Austin actually play corner for yesterday. <laughs> no is, I mean, you can't get more Jets cast off than Bless on Austin. So. Um, I was pretty, uh, I was laughing pretty hard at that. And of course he, um, he got kind of railed with that holding call, but that, I mean, they had 14 plus minutes to go in the game. It didn't, it didn't really determine the game or anything like that. You know, I hear you. Speaking of picks also with the jets, mm-hmm. Jamal Am certainly doesn't have any picks. I don't know if you remember that ball went off his face mask a couple weeks ago. Oh. Certainly, uh, not a best moment for him, I should say. <laughs> no, he's he's a punk. I mean, he, he he really, I mean, he's really blitz boy. And I love how Barstool and everything like that is really taken off with that. You know, they kind of call him blitz boy and kind of, you know, sort of twist the knife a little bit like that. And to see it come from Jets Twitter is actually pretty funny, you know, to uh, to see. 100%. I mean, if you look at Jamal, the best way to describe him is the linebacker playing safety. He, he's not going to – he's horrible in one-to-one coverage. He can go and rush the quarterback. you got to use him for what he is if you're going to use him at all. He's not a true safety that a lot of guys and teams look at to cover in secondary and stuff. He's going to rush the QB. He's good underneath. He's not going to catch a ball, as we've previously seen. Oh, yeah. He can make a tackle. And, but, but that hasn't been the case recently. Would you agree? I mean, he's he's a box safety, and, and for what they gave up for him, it's definitely not worth it. To give up two first-round picks 
a, a starter, and I believe we got a third also. Like, that's a weight. I mean, that's a monster trade by Joe Douglas. And, I mean, oh, Schneider over there, uh, he, he might be fired over that trade. I'm surprised he hasn't been fired already. I mean, think about oh, it. The Jets had zero leverage whatsoever. Jets pretty much were told Jamal Adams wants out. A team that has no leverage and somehow managed to pull two first-round picks, a starting safety, and I think, as you said, a third-round pick with no leverage whatsoever. I mean, the Jets got away with robbery, honestly. Oh, uh, absolutely. And, 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 you know, that pick, we, we traded up to get uh, AVT. So, you know, that, that's a big trade for us. He's one of the most promising interior linemen in the NFL. I think that was a, a real smart move. Now, I wonder what the Jets do to build off it because we have another two first-round picks, two top-ten picks. Uh, I think the play is to get the, the uh, center from Iowa. Definitely. Uh, that that's the play or the, the tackle from Alabama. Well, think about it. You get a center, you plug him in, and he's if he's legit at that pick, you can have him for the next 10 years. No question. Think about it. You got a guy like Nick Mangle, however many years drafted where was he out of Ohio State? Was he? Ohio State he was a late first round pick. One only Ohio State picks we've actually uh, been able to have successfully, you know. Think yeah. about it. If you can get a guy who's a legit offense line, especially a center, we've had our struggles at offensive line. If you can get a guy who's legit, plug him in, you can be set for the next 10 years. Although, you need this center. You drafted Beckton, what, two years ago now? Drafted Vera Tucker last year. Mm-hmm. You still think you need to take two offense line or just the one? That's a great question. I mean, I, I think that the Jets' biggest needs are a corner, mm-hmm. and I think at the other guard position or center position, uh, mm-hmm. if they can go out and – I mean, we'll see where they end up uh, You know, when, when the season's all said and done. They could be in position to get um, that guy, the edge rusher from Oregon. I'm terrible with names in the draft. and Hutch, Or Hutchinson from Michigan. But Hutchinson looks like he's going to go number one. Uh, they would have to lose this game this week to really have a shot at either one of them, which, I mean, is entirely possible. We don't have our head coach. Well, we have a bunch of people out due to COVID. It, it's entirely possible that we lose this game. But um, I, I think that if you can get corner and offensive line help, and then with that Sam Donald pick, which is going to be a very high second-round pick, you go with another offensive lineman, I, I'm fine with that as well. Now – we're going to, like you said, we're likely going to have two top 10 picks, right? Yeah, four and eight right now. now. Correct. Say we keep four, right? Take four, you go draft that center from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Now, with the eighth pick, who knows where that ends up? Say Seattle has to go and play Detroit, and what's the other teams? Uh, ahead of us right now is the first overall pick is Jacksonville. Second okay. overall is Detroit, and the third overall is Houston. Okay. Now, you look at a couple teams, maybe even a team like the Eagles, for instance. With that eighth pick, do you maybe move back, acquire a couple more picks, take another offensive lineman, then get that corner with that second first-round pick, potentially, and even acquire maybe a later-round pick? So maybe three potential draft picks for one top-end pick. The Eagles definitely need to upgrade a couple pieces as well. And if maybe the opportunity their guys there at eight, or if not sooner, you think they need the possibility of moving back? I mean, that that's definitely possible. Of course, you need a dance partner. But, I mean, it's pretty easy to find a dance partner when you are a top-ten pick. Now, there's no quarterback to be taken. Um, so, people – you know, teams are not going to be as desperate to move up into the Jets' slot. But, you know, it's entirely possible they see a linebacker or an outside pass rusher on the board, and they're like, hey, let, let's, let's give them a couple of picks and let's move up. You know, that, that's entirely possible. For sure. Because it's such a weird draft. There's no quarterback. No. There's no there's no Trevor Lawrence. There's no one close to Zach Wilson prospect coming out. Mac Jones, Justin Fields. I mean, there's there's nothing nothing like last year. Um I, I don't know where they go with this, but I mean it's entirely possible that somebody looks and sees a need on defense, you know, and uh you know, tries to trade up with the Jets. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, are there any quarterbacks, though? Not really. No, right? None that I see one projected, out. like, in the in the mid, mid-teens, but that's, I mean, there's not – the number one pick is probably Hutchinson out of Michigan. Hard to argue with that, for sure. You know. 
Uh, there was another game yesterday. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the Washington R-Words 27-17. Uh, Gilbert was in at quarterback for the, the R-Words. A guy that was on the New England Patriots practice squad uh, gets called in and then played quarterback for the uh, the R-Words or the, the football team, whatever you want to call them. Big football team, man. Yeah, big fo- I mean, they uh, they tried. They were up 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter. I mean, you look at his stats, honestly, what he threw for 194 yards yesterday. Yeah, something like that. For stepping up and not really having too much experience starting in the NFL, what he had one more start, I believe, with the Dallas Cowboys last year. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, threw for 194 yards against the Eagles. Couldn't really expect him to do too much. But, I mean, I think maybe he got himself a little backup job elsewhere for the remainder of the year, if not next year. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I, I seeing like guys like Gilbert and you know, still seeing like Minshew and um and you know, seeing guys that potentially could have been starting quarterbacks week one for the Jets. Even even if we look at Mike White, Mike White could have been a starter for the Jets week one. There's no reason to rush Wilson up no. to that starting job. And to see guys like Gilbert going for Washington and put in like a decent effort, you know, compared to the first couple of weeks with Wilson, definitely pre-injury Wilson, where he couldn't get a first down to save his life in the first half, you know, is definitely uh, a, a, a very questionable move from our Jets. I mean, definitely. I mean, think about it. that's how Heineke got his opportunity. Heineke stepped up when the time came, and they decided to keep rolling with him. I'm not saying Gilbert's that answer, but I mean Gilbert might get a good backup role somewhere because he had a good showing yesterday for sure. Oh, definitely. And and listen, you, you look at some of the top tier teams in the NFL, you know, um Blaine Gabbert's the backup in Tampa. No, that, that's Blaine Gabbert. I mean Hope he was Arizona. Who was it? I mean, somebody's sorry about that beast you were saying. Um I believe I was talking about Colt McCoy and how he's even made himself as a backup. A lot of these guys have been able to hang around in the NFL, strictly making a career off being a backup. And obviously they're going to get a couple opportunities, especially this year, even with the recent spike in COVID cases. A lot of these guys getting opportunities to show what they can do. Oh, absolutely. And then you look at uh, – I mean, the guy I really wanted to start for the Jets was 100%. Gardner Minshew. I mean, that that was my guy. I, I thought that the Jets not not even looking to go getting him. I mean, come on. Yeah, they didn't even like you know look at a guy to start the first couple of games or maybe the whole season. Yeah, really. I mean, going back with the Chiefs, how many years ago now? They took Mahomes in the first round. Well, they dra- did they move up to draft him? I believe so. Maybe a couple. Yep. Picks. Yep, and that was the year that. Uh, Trubisky was was drafted second by the Bears. Yeah, who? Kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but like you think about Mahomes, they let him sit out the pretty much the entire year, learn behind Alex Smith, veteran quarterback who's definitely had some experience winning. But now, why couldn't the Jets do that? Why did they want to start Wilson right away? Like like you said, like they could have started a guy like Minshew. They could have went out and got him. They could have started Mike White. Could have started they could have kept Joe Flacco. They decided to trade for him later in the year, practically wasting a pick, which hopefully doesn't actually happen. But ideally, why not keep that veteran presence and even let them start? Because realistically, we didn't expect to win this year, do we? I mean I didn't think we were gonna go more than maybe four wins at most. What are we at right now? Two, three? Like, we're not going to win a lot of games. And they should understand, this should be a learning year for Zach Wilson. Let that be the case. Don't rush him. Don't let him get hurt. Know what it is. Prepare for the future. Yeah, and, and the Jets really dropped the ball on that one. And I, I don't – I just – yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you look at it, it's like this team w- was very young – I mean, probably the youngest roster in the NFL. A lot of young guys are playing corner. We knew our defense wasn't going to be very good. And, you know, you hope for the best for Wilson. 
practically set the team up to fail before it even started. Honestly, oh, You're playing guys, relying on guys who are undrafted, drafted in the sixth round, seventh round. Yeah. I mean, not a knock against those guys, but with no veteran leadership really and no really experience in NFL, you're pretty much literally just setting the team up to fail. You need to have a veteran presence, whether it be a couple positions. You got CJ Mosley out there pretty much trying to do it all on his own. Can't rely on him to control entire defense. I mean, he is one man at the end of the day. He's a very good player, but you need more than one person out on defense. There's 11 guys to field. Oh, no, absolutely. And then and stuff like that. Uh, I, I, you know, that there's not a lot of veteran presence on the Jets right now. And I, I'm still baffled that that Quinton Williams is a number three overall pick <laughs> when you have so many other holes on this team and you have a defensive tackle. It was a good defensive tackle, don't get me wrong. But was it what they needed? At the He's not time. worth the third overall pick. Oh, now looking back at it, no. Even then, I didn't want him, honestly. And I don't think he's a bad player. I don't. I think he's a dominant. I mean, he can be dominant at times, but he's he's on the field for two out of the three downs. He's not. He's on every down defensive lineman. So I mean, that that's a big issue for the Jets. Is is really paying for the mistakes of McCagnan. Uh, I mean, so Quinn Williams, he's been out probably half of his career already. Would you say not? He's been injured a couple times. For a couple of games. Couple and he games. got hurt um, a couple of weeks ago against New Orleans, but still played last week against the uh... – oh, my God, who the hell did we play last week? Huh? I'm out of it. It's late tonight. Who, who the hell did we play last week? That's a great question. Miami? Yeah, we played in Miami, right. Yeah, that was about it. I mean, so now looking back at the 2019 NFL draft, so Murray went one, Bosa went two, we took Quinn three. A couple guys we passed up on. I mean, just to name a few, Devin White, Josh Allen, the linebacker from, uh, what was it, now in Jacksonville, T.J. Hawkinson, the freaking animal that he is at Oliver, Devin Bush. I mean, you look at some of these names and just look at the draft, how did you pass on these guys? Like, Quinn Williams, don't get me wrong, is a good player. Yeah. I, I, he has the opportunity to become great, but he's still very young. But, like, how do you, like, look at some of these surefire guys, at least in my eyes? Like, you could have seen these guys in college and um, these guys would just be dominant, like monsters. And then you look at Quinn Williams. They, they said he was the big baby before he even was drafted. Like, he has a baby face. He looks like a child. He probably is still a child, honestly. Don't knock against him. But it's like, was that a need at pick three? I mean, once again, looking back, they could have moved back. They could have acquired more picks. There was no need for them to draft him at that precise moment. No. No need at all. Like, And, and you know, you, you look back at it. Remember, we had Leonard Williams at that time, too. Yeah, we had both Williams, and then he let Williams go for a bag of peanuts. Yeah, for enough, I mean, like a fourth-round pick or something. Yeah, I think it was a fourth and a fifth with the extension. It became a third and a fifth. Oh, well, I mean, Leonard Williams, who was a first-round pick, he was supposed to be the defensive lineman that you needed previously. If you kept Six. Leonard Williams, you didn't need Quinton Williams. Yeah. Like, And if that was the case, you want to tell me, Quinton Williams, Ed Oliver, you can look at the college stats t- – I'm not going to look at it head-to-head at this precise moment, but you look at a guy like Ed Oliver and look at him now, well, who's really winning that matchup? Like, I don't know, man. There, there's definitely some missed opportunities so far. I mean, even a guy like Beckman drafted him, not this year, but last year. Oh, yeah, the year before. Okay. Yeah. The guy can't stay on the field. No. Like, I don't know if he's just, like, overweight, out of shape, he's injured, COVID, whatever it is. This guy, you invested a big-time draft pick on. supposed to be this full-on unit, but he's not on the field. He can't stay on the field. I mean, what good is drafting a guy that high overall, and then he can't even stay on the field? I mean, the Giants took, what, Andrew Thomas? He's not even doing too good either. Is it no. possible that draft class, that offensive line, just wasn't as good as we thought it was, or simply just not producing as much as they should? I mean – you look at this, the tackle, you know, the, all the tackles out of the draft, definitely the best one is Werfs. I, I want a Trisha Werfs so bad out of Iowa. 
their draft and I was so pissed off when they took Becton. Um, and, and then it calmed down a bit. You know, they showed that package where he's like pushing like a truck. I believe that car can drive, in my humble opinion. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like, you know, he's sprinting, and he realizes like how big of a freak of nature this guy is, and it's like, yeah, like I don't blame the Jets for taking him. Nope. Like, but it's definitely a pick that uh, is definitely one that we're definitely questioning now because he, he hasn't played. He, he doesn't play. Yeah, definitely. He's worth one. in his rookie season. Wasn't he an all-pro already? Who? Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. I mean, what was Beckton in that conversation? No. He wasn't. He, nope. he simply wasn't. Guy he's a good run blocker, don't get me wrong, but he's still struggling. You know. Uh, definitely his kick step isn't isn't where it's supposed to be, and you're not getting any better by getting hurt and not playing. Well, I don't know if it's simply just him getting into shape or what it is, but something's got to happen. Something's got to change. You invest that high of a draft, they're going to – it, whether it's the training staff, the health or health uh, doctors, yeah. they, they got to do something better. Absolutely. So let's move on here. Um, this isn't all about the Jets, <laughs> uh, although we are miserable Jet fans. Unfortunately. Uh, let's look at the NFL as a whole. What is your top five teams in the NFL right now? I mean, it's hard to argue with a lot of what's been going on here. You look at a team like the Chiefs, the Chiefs just – powerhouse. They're not going to let up anytime soon, in my humble opinion. Uh-huh. They keep winning. They keep surprising. They start off, what, 1-4. Is that your number one team? I think they got to be my number one team. I think they're a team that's definitely one to be reckoned with. I don't think anyone's stopping them anytime soon at this precise moment. Okay. Um, Moving on from there, I might got to say Green Bay. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's looking unbelievable right now, especially that connection with Devontae Adams. You got okay. Aaron Jones coming back a little healthier, plus the combination with A.J. Dillon. Those two right there with Alan Lazard as a deep threat as well. I mean, on offense, I don't see any team better than them right now except maybe the Chiefs. Those two teams healthy, I very well could see that being a Super Bowl down the end. Okay. Um, the Buccaneers, I like them. I don't know what happened this week. I know, understand they lost Godwin. I think leave the for the year with an ACL. Evans got a little injury as well, but I still think they got a score in that game. I don't. I don't think there's any reason why they shouldn't have at least scored once. You still got weapons out there. You still got Leonard Fournette. You still got Rob Gronkowski. You got tight ends like was Cameron Bray. Do you still have them? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you still have two legit tight ends. You still have a legit running back. They're not even using Ronald Jones anymore. I don't know if he was in a protocol or anything. I th- I think he's still on the team. They could have been using him more. Fournette got hurt so at halftime. And Fournette got hurt at halftime. So yeah, I well, mean, say he, before halftime, and then he, he didn't come back. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So, I mean, the team's played with injuries at the moment. I think I still got with a healthy Bucks team. You still got a couple weeks left. If everyone's back, I think I got to put them at least at three because you know that team is top of the line when healthy. Uh, especially Antonio Brown coming back this, for the next week. I mean, a little co- little COVID card uh, it's not going to stop them anytime soon. You know, he's going to be the number one option in a week. So I could definitely see uh, the Bucks a team to be reckoned with at three. Um. I like the Rams at one point. They're starting to disappoint me a lot now. But even like a team like the Cardinals, like what happened to them? Like they literally just get lost to the Lions. Who yeah. loses to the Lions? Like what are you doing? Like, uh, like the Vikings. this isn't supposed to happen. The Vikings. The Vikings. <laughs> the Vikings. You said who's losing to the Oh, who's going to lose to the Vikings? <laughs> the Lions. Uh, I mean, how did was Kyler Murray hurt? I understand they didn't have Hopkins, but they're ten and four or on a year now. Like they just lost, so they still had ten wins beforehand. The Lions literally just picked up their second win of the year. What's going on? Where like the Cardinals only scoring twelve points versus the Lions? It's their defense. Like, I mean, Everything about them stinks. I shouldn't even. <laughs> I mean, that's not even a question. I mean, they they're they're just not a very good football team, and 
Yeah, it's a very that was the most surprising game out of definitely uh, last week. For sure, man. And number five. Uh number five. I got to throw the Rams in there only because when healthy, that team. Really, I don't see how they can lose, and if they do lose, I'm shocked. Yeah, you got Matt Stafford, you got Cooper Cup, who's leading the league in receiving. You still got Daryl Henderson and Sonny Michelle now as a committee in the backfield. I mean, I like to see them use Daryl Henderson a little bit more in terms of my fantasy leagues, but you know, it's, true. it's always good to uh, see a good committee running. But uh, I can't see an argument with the Rams at number five for me. Makes sense. Now my my top I'm gonna go in reverse. I'm gonna five to one. Okay. All right. This is gonna surprise some people, okay? Wouldn't doubt it. Okay, okay. Number five, I got the Indianapolis Colts. Really? Taylor and that lethal run is unbelievable. I think their defense is very solid. Okay. And that Carson Wentz in the road. Uh, you know, on the road in the playoffs uh, mm-hmm. is not what you uh, kind of want. But I really think that they're a quarterback away from I, – I think on this team, they would be the number one seed in the AFC, and you, you would think that they would be like a Super Bowl contender. That offensive line is sick. They have pretty nice so, – uh, ultimately be done in by the fact that they have Carson Wentz as their quarterback and not Andrew Luck. Understandable. Um, Green Bay Packers for me. Okay, Packers at four. Really? Packers at four. Okay. Because Aaron Rodgers chokes every year in the playoffs against somebody he should beat. Doesn't matter if they're home. Doesn't matter if they have home field advantage. Lambeau Field is not as a scary a place as it used to be, and they always lose. They are losers, and they will continue to be losers in the playoffs every year. Okay. Every year. We got the Packers at four. Okay. Drew Brees, the Saints. They get carried by one Super Bowl. Be all this, all that. They lose heartbreakingly in the playoffs every year, even in games they should win. I agree. And I'm looking at that NFC title game when they played the San Francisco 49ers and they couldn't stop Raheem Mostert to save their life. <laughs> Pointing back to last year when they were home favorites against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, lost. When Tom Brady couldn't find you know his own receiver and was throwing the ball to Green Bay three times to let them back into the game, they still couldn't win. So I I really don't. Uh, you got a fair point there. I, I don't I don't like Green Bay. I, I just I don't. And plus with Rodgers and the drama and everything like that. That sure they're NFC North champions. You know they could beat up on the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions all they want. Right. But I just feel like in the playoffs they'll just get exposed and they'll lose. That's understandable. I can understand that. At number three, the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. I, I like dig- that pick. I like that. I dig them. You know, they're, 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 for every point that you made, I mean, Stafford has been disappointing as of late, um, but they're definitely a team that, uh, that I think will – I think will be – I mean, I think – Think about it. Look at say- all the pieces. Just map connecting it and piecing it all together, really. Yeah, I, I think they'll win a playoff game. Okay. I, I think agree. they'll win a playoff game. I, I would agree with that. I think they can at least win one game. After that, it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to have to outscore their opponent. Their defense is good, but I don't know how the other t- offense is going to be, too. Really think about it. I mean, if Stafford can limit his turnovers or even the team just producing – They'll be in games, whether they win or not is another story. What, they only scored 20 the other day? Yeah, I mean, they still, still found a way. Still found a way to win, but with that offense, I, I still think you got to be scoring more than that, honestly. Absolutely. To the, to the Seattle Seahawks right now. Se- Seahawks are a mess. Yeah. I mean, I you only let up 10 points to them, fine, but you only scored 20 points. Like, 100%. You, 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 you got something to work on there. Oh, absolutely. And number two, a team that you didn't even mention. Okay. The Dallas Cowboys, baby. Oh, no. Not Dallas. Cowboys. I love Dallas. them. Cowboys. Really? Prescott. They, haven't, they've, they don't even have to worry about any type of regular season game. They play the Giants, the Eagles, the, the R-words. I mean, they, they – uh, 
they have that division on lock, and they've been kind of coasting this year. Now it's time to ramp it up the last couple of games. I think they will, and uh, they'll definitely be uh, a top-tier team in the NFC. I actually have them going to the NFC title game this year, upsetting the Green Bay Packers in the upsetting second week of the, the playoffs, baby. Oh, I mean, yeah. I see the Cowboys and the Packers being hand-in-hand, being the same team, honestly. They, they're going to have the best rec- one of the best records in the NFC. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win at least one game. But, like you said with the Packers, I could definitely see them choking in a heartbeat because you play that NFC East rivals, same way the Packers play that NFC North rivals. You might have one co- competitor in the Eagles, and the Packers might have one competitor in the Vikings. But once you leave that division, it's up for grabs. I mean, I don't see how really the Cowboys are really going to match up against like, some of these pa- better defensive teams. Like, it hurts running quarterback. But it'll definitely be interesting to see. So, I, I respect that pick. The Packers are not Packers. Cowboys are definitely probably my six or seven if I had to continue that list. Oh, absolutely. Um, and my number one team. Okay. Put respect on his name. The GOAT, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number really? one, one so defensive no champs. For Tom Brady just to roll through the NFC again and go to the Super Bowl. I really don't think that Rodgers will beat him. I don't uh-huh. think Prescott can beat him. I don't think Stafford can beat him in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Also have to, they'll probably have to uh, – the way that I see it shaping up. Okay. All right. The way I, I said Dallas, Dallas is going to make it. You said Dallas, Green Bay, NFC title game. So who's beating the Bucks? I no, I don't. Uh, nobody's beating. No one's beating Tampa Bay. Someone's got to beat Tampa Bay. Go to the NFC Championship game and lose to the Buccaneers. Lose to the Buccaneers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it could be a good game and all that other stuff, but I, I just think that Tom Brady in the playoffs is money. I mean, it's hard to argue with that, especially <laughs> guy gets better uh, with age, honestly. And the more things are inconsistent, the more they stay the same, brother. I know. I hear you there. We lost Kane. We'll bring him back in a minute. Time for week 16 picks. Oh, uh, boy. It starts or tonight when the podcast comes out. Podcast coming out tomorrow morning. Okay. Uh, tonight's game, Thursday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers at the Tennessee Titans. San Francisco is minus three and a half, and the over-under is 44 and a half. Beast, do your pick and why? I mean, I like the 49ers. I mean, they're putting up points. They got a solid defense. I mean, they covering. So now minus three and a half, they're the favorite, or they're the favorite. They are the favorite. I think that I could definitely see them winning by more than three and a half. I'll tell you that much. Um, score now. What's the over under? Forty four and a half, I believe you said. Well, I mean, you can make just one pick if you want. I mean, I'm just stating the fact it's forty four and a half. Uh regardless, I think the 49ers win. They cover. They went in cover? Okay. Went in cover. I think th- I-, I would take the over if I was betting on this game. I agree. I think 44 is a little light for this game. I don't think either defense is overly great. I think San Francisco is definitely better defensively. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they're getting three and a half. Okay. It- it's-, it's tough. I mean, a West Coast team coming sort of east to Tennessee, but Tennessee's just not a very good football team. Their offense is falling apart without Henry to beat Julio Jones right there. Yep, and without Julio Jones uh, isn't Julio Jones anymore. Julio Jones is terrible. He's he's not the guy he was. No, it wasn't even close. We thought that that was a money trade. Uh, I thought that was going to be a very good uh, pick for them, but yeah, obviously Brown's number one. I mean, is Brown injured too, or is he still? Yes, he hurt. So I mean, you had depleted offense with Tennessee Titans relying with Ryan Tannehill as quarterback. Um, t- I mean, it, it just does not look good, man. No, not at all. I could definitely see the 49ers routing them. Very true. So, I would take the over. You're taking San Francisco. Yep. All righty. Our Christmas slate, Christmas Day, bro. We got two oh, games. The first one at 430 being the Cleveland Browns going to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Green Bay's favored by minus seven on the dot. And the over-under is 44. 
You really want to argue with me yeah. there? I had the Packers as my number two team. I, I mean, I got the Packers all the way here. The Browns probably still might have a little uh, COVID implications. Some guys might still be out. I mean, like I said, Packers are a team to be reckoned with. They're putting up points. Defense is coming together. And the Browns are depleted. I definitely see the Packers routing them. I'm also taking it over with the Packers. Oh, a little double dip action, huh? A little double dip. Over a little double minutes. dip, man. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland plus seven. I just think that the Packers the, – this is what's going to happen. I feel like the Packers okay. are going to win. The Packers are going to win the game. Definitely. I feel like they'll let Cleveland kind of creep back into the game, kind of what Baltimore did to them. Uh, where you know they they definitely won the game, they're the better team, but I don't think they'll cover. So my pick would definitely be Cleveland. I can understand there. Steph, definitely with the spread, I see the Packers win, but the spread I could definitely put it's that a big up. spread. That that spread is pretty big. I, I don't blame it there. I could definitely see like a six point win, probably something like that. Oh, 100 percent. And uh, now we got the nightcap of Christmas Day: Indianapolis going to Arizona. It's a pick'em game. Oof. This game is what's the spread on this one? It's a pick'em, so there's no spread. No spread. Oh boy. And the over under is 49 and a half. I mean, I don't even want to touch an over under in this game. Yeah, I'm not this touching game, over under. <laughs> this game is just scary, honestly. I mean, the Cardinals lost last week to Detroit. So I mean they're literally just they're pissed I had no idea what to expect with them. The Colts beat the Patriots. So I mean, they might look good, but I mean who really knows what they expect? Yeah. Um, in a pick'em game, assuming Kyler Murray's out and DeAndre Hopkins is out, I I think I'm taking the Colts. Honestly, I think Kyler's playing as of right now. Kyler's playing right now. Is Hopkins playing? No. I'm I'm still taking the Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor's going to control this game. He's going to take over and they're going to win. I, I gotta I gotta agree on that one, Indy, as well. Smart man. Indianapolis. Now, okay, now we're going to our Sunday slate. The yeah. Jacksonville, the, the biggest tank bowl probably of the season, the Jacksonville Jaguars playing at our New York Jets. The Jets, as of right now, are favored by two and a half. The over-under is 41 and a half. Jets are favored at home. Like, that's that should be scary right there. Like the Jets, uh, I would. I, I think I have to go with the Jets minus two and a half here. Oh, it's all good, brother. Um, this is definitely a barn burner. I'll tell you that much. In a world to see Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Jets, but even see the Jets beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, it, it the game's a mess. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Jets fan. The game's a mess. It is. A um, mess. the Jets are home. Maybe they, they got to show something. Honestly, Salah's got to be disappointed. The front office got to be disappointed. The team itself. I, I think the Jets got to win this game. I think the Jets have to win, too. I think they'll win in cover. That's That was my pick. What's yours? Uh, at two and a half, I think they got to cover. I think they're going to win uh, definitely a barn burn, like I said. It's going to be like. Something like weird. I, I, I know that someone's gonna miss an extra point, someone's gonna fumble a ball, something something weird's gonna happen. I know this game's just gonna be ugly. There's no other way to put it. And and both teams don't have their head coach. Irv Myers fired and uh Salah has COVID. Oh, so maybe they'll actually uh win then. Uh I mean Jacksonville might end up doing good too though now without Urban Myers. So I mean this game, how is this game even on spread? This game should strip you a pick them. Yeah. Um I like Jets winning Jets cover. Home. Jets winning cover. Winning cover, baby. That's what I'm talking about, man. All right. The next game is actually a good football game. The Buffalo Bills going to New England. New England's favored by two and a half. The over-under is 40. Ew. Ew. <laughs> an ew game? It's an ew game. Oh, yeah, no. Bills, Patriots. Who's home? We have the Patriots are home? Patriots are home. I mean, could you imagine it being much like the game up in Buffalo? I don't know how that weather is going to be. I mean, can't be worse. It, it can't be much better either. Um, 
Patriots are home, you know, about those Foxborough calls, man. I, I like the Patriots. The Patriots have been hot, man. The Bills, don't get me wrong, they're good. But, I mean, Patriots at home is hard to argue with. Yeah, I, I have to disagree with you here, Beast, too, because uh-huh. the hungry dog runs faster. Okay. And the Bills are the seventh seed. They need the win desperately. Oh, they definitely need it. I don't know if they're going to get uh, it. Yeah, so I think I got to take the Bills. I, I mean, think the Bills on the points plus two and a half. Bills on the points plus two and a half. I mean, I got Stefan Diggs in fantasy, but I'd like to see him, him have a nice day. But realistically, I think the Patriots are winning this. It's true. Uh, another good one on the one o'clock slate is the Baltimore Ravens going to Cincy. Okay. Cincinnati's favored by two and a half over under is 44 and a half. Lamar Jackson is doubtful for this game. I mean, without Lamar, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> I mean, without Lamar, it's, it's not looking too promising. Although Huntley did, Huntley's uh, been good. Up, Huntley did put up some points last week in a surprising way. I mean, I, I almost wish I had him in fantasy. What do you have? 35 points in fantasy? It's unheard of. I mean, you can't argue with that. I mean, the Bengals, they seemed hot at one point. They lost to the Jets. And I, I don't know what happened to them. They went and beat Denver last week. I don't know. That's not too impressive, in my opinion. You know how they lost to the, you know the Jets? <laughs> Mike, the legendary Mike, Mike White. Mike White. Our Lord and Savior for one week. Yeah. <laughs> One one week in a drive, dude. One week in a drive, man. I'm gonna tell my kids about that. Oh my god. Um, I, I got rock with the Bengals, man. I I got Jamar Chase in fantasy, man. I, I love to see him have a big day. Him that connection with him and Burrow. Uh, I got the Bengals. I got the Bengals also. Give me the two and a half. Sure. I, I don't think I don't think they really have a shot. Because without without really any corners and. Uh, listen, I think Harbaugh is a great coach and everything like that, but I just don't think they'll do enough to to cover. The spread's a little low, so I'm gonna I'm gonna side with the Bengals. Sounds good. Uh, the last of the Sunday games that I have here slated because the Washington Arbors and the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night game, the line hasn't Ooh. come out yet just because Washington uh, just played last night, and we, we have no idea what the line is, so I'm not going to talk about that game. So we have the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas is favored by a point, and the over-under is 44-and-a-half. I mean, Bridgewater is gone, unfortunately. feel better. Um, the Ravens beat them up, right? Um, the Raiders got to win this. Raiders, they the, need this the hungry one. dog. They need this one. They they simply need it. If they want to have any sort of shot. I mean, I, what, where are they sitting right now? What's their record? Seven. They're just sitting at 7-7. Seven, seven. I mean, they're on the outside looking in for a wild card. So, I mean, if they want to have any shot, especially in a division game here, they, they got to win this. Oh, 100%. Uh, and I, I agree. I, I'll take the uh, – well, you know what? I'll save that for the last bit. All right. Save that pick for the last bit. All right. Last bit. Monday Night Football, Miami is going to New Orleans to take on the Saints. New Orleans is favored by three. And the over-under is 38 and a half. Oh, my God. (laughs) 38 and a half. That's a a lot of points for a team that only won nine-nothing last week. Oh, my God. I mean... That that's that might be even more disgusting than uh. You know what you know what I'm taking over. Uh, uh, give me the give me no, the over. I mean, I'd give me the the over. This one. My 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 pick is in the over. Taking over. I'm taking the over. Thirty and a half where they run back like five pick sixes. Dude, it might be. Dude, it's gonna be an ugly. This is gonna be an ugly game. Oh no doubt. It's... But it's in a dome, bro. It's in a dome. I mean, I don't think weather's the problem. I think the teams are the problem. It's true, but the turf is fast, so over. Taking over with that. Um, <laughs> do we even have to pick the team? Can we just take the over? I mean, you taking the over also? I'll take the over without a team. This is just disgusting. This is such a gross game. Actually, no, you're taking the over. I'll take the under just for the. Heck you're of taking it. the under, you son of a bitch. Just for the heck of it. All right, fine. And we like the Saints. 
And you like the Saints? Yeah, we like the Saints. Oh, Jesus. Are you going to take the points? Uh, I'm going to take the points, Saints, and under. Oh. That's beating another 9 nothing game, bro. I mean, that's all I need, man. <laughs> all righty. It's time. It's time for our two best bets and our all-in max best bet. Spirit of Stu Finer. So the way I always do it, and this is how you bet responsibly, uh, you have a certain, you know, money that you can afford and everything like that. You know, uh, mine typically is either 60 or 100. And the way I do it is my best is the half, right? The max best bet. So if it's if it's one unit, Right, as so one unit equals a hundred. Okay. I'll have a half a unit on my best max best bet, and two quarter units for my best bets. Okay, you know what I mean. So I, I don't I don't bet crazy money here, but I, I, you know, it gives you a dog in the fight and makes things interesting. And you know, you never bet more than you can lose. So I just want to send that out to the people that are listening. You know, don't bet more than you can lose and All be responsible. People. Yes, sir. So, I will go first. I'll put my two best bets. Then you'll go your two best bets. And then I'll go in my all-in best max best bet. And then you go into yours. Okay? All right. All right. So, for my my one of my best bets is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus 11 points at Carolina. I think we're going to get pissed off Tom Brady. And he's going to annihilate Cam Newton or Sam Darnold, whatever bum quarterback they got out there in Carolina. They can put free <laughs> Whatever, Tajon Walker, or whatever the hell his name is. I know he plays for the Mets and it's not the guy, but whatever Walker, whatever the hell his name is, he stinks. They're terrible. I will take the points. I will take the 11 points. Tom Brady, you know, clear eyes. Tom Brady can't lose. He will cover this game easily. They're going to lose. They're going to win the game like 31 nothing. This is going to be like the game last year where they went to Detroit and they won. They, they were up like 31 nothing at halftime. This, this is going to be that type of beatdown. I, I think that this is this is one of the easier ones. I'll take Tampa Bay on the points. My second best bet is the Buffalo-New England game. I'm taking the over 44.5 points. I think that it's going to be a lot better weather this time around. So, you know, Josh Allen and Mac Jones will be able to, you know, throw the ball with some sort of efficiency. They almost covered the game that they played in that really bad windstorm. So uh, I'm going to take the over. I'll take okay. over 44 and a half points. I hear you. All right. Now, what was the over-under on that Ravens-Bengals game? The Ravens-Bengals game was 44 and a half. I mean, oh. <laughs> it's definitely going to be an interesting one. I'll tell you that much. I, I might take the over in that one only because, you know, these two teams are going to be putting up points. That's how I'm looking at it. Okay. Um, the Bengals, like I said, that Jamar Chase-Joe Burrow connection along with Joe Nixon being the top five rusher this year. I mean, he's looking electric. The Ravens, Fred Hundley, he's scoring points. I mean, he's rushing from, he's throwing a couple, lateral on a couple. I mean, it's he's just tossing that ball, and somehow they're scoring. So, I mean, I could have another big day out of Mark Andrews, big day out of Jamar Chase. I, I could definitely see the over in that game. That's very possible. Okay, okay. Second. Um, much like you said with the Buccaneers, I could very well see – Tom Brady destroying the Panthers. The Panthers, just, it's just ugly. Uh, there's no other way to, better to put it. Um, I like the over in that as well. I like Tampa Bay. We're going to wake up. Just woke up the, the big bad bear, you know. Um, they lost 9 nothing last week. They're going to go out and score 40 this week. That's my opinion alone. Panthers are going to get a couple pity field goals, maybe a touchdown. So I, I like the over in that game as well. Oh, okay, okay. Are we ready for the all-in best max? I am. All right. I am going to take the Las Vegas Raiders at minus one. I I think the Raiders are ready to uh, go on a little bit of a run here. Uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they'll definitely beat their uh, in-division rival at home. The Teddy Bridgewater is not playing. Drew Locke stinks. We know Drew Locke stinks because he can't start with a freaking Teddy Two Gloves in Denver, which, by the way, get get healthy. Don't want to see him get hurt, obviously. Uh, but I just I love the Raiders at home minus one. Give me give me the Raiders. I love it. Understandable. I love uh, it. 
looking back at that 49ers game, what was the spread on that one? The 49ers, oh, wow, you're going for tonight's game, right? You're going for the uh, the San Francisco's minus three and a half. I mean, this team's scoring points, putting up numbers. Titans are defeated right now. I mean, I don't see how they're going to even score in this game, really. Yeah, Bose is probably going to destroy them on offense. Tannehill's got no weapons. I mean, I like the 49ers. What's the over-under on this one? The four, uh, it's 44 and a half. I, I, I can see, like, like a 35, like, 14 game. So, I'm going to take the over. And uh, I got the 49ers, man. But you got to pick one. It's all in best match. Ooh. <laughs> 49ers and over. No, but you can't. You can't take. Oh, both. you're confusing me here. You're confusing me. Just one. I'm not a gambling man. It's just one. I'm not a gambling man. 49ers. No, but T- taking a spread. 49ers. The 49ers taking the point. Okay, all right. Taking the points. Taking the points. It's, <laughs> it's in the. It's it's a win-win scenario. The Titans are awful. 49ers are scoring points. I mean, if you want to double down, you can do that. But I mean, 49ers are just gonna wrap the Titans, and somehow the Titans win. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> Don't hold me to it. Well, dude, it's been a pleasure. Uh, and this is the first show that we've been doing together on Kane and B Stew. Uh, this is this is going to be a start of something real special, and uh, can't wait to uh, continue getting this rock and roll. And show going to next show is going to be recorded on Monday night, and going to be debuting that Tuesday morning. Yes, sir. So I'm very. Uh, I'm very excited to get this wrong with you, bud, and you know, let's keep this rock and roll, man. For sure, man. Definitely more to come. Definitely. Let's hopefully keep try to keep this on one recording next time. I mean, we're getting cut out in and out. Yeah, and right. You gotta get. We gotta figure something out, man. We gotta let the app, people know, give them what they want. It's the app. Dang apps. You but know. it makes it. But it makes it a lot easier, dude. But you know, yeah, um... I love technology. Got love. It's a love hate relationship, kind of like the Jets. Oh, Jesus. That's a hate-hate relationship. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, man, we still went to that game. <laughs> we got we got to love something about that team. I know. Not, not much, but something. <laughs> I, I I am I'm looking forward to uh, going to the Jet game on uh, January 2nd against Tampa. You know, oh, hopefully, my, my fancy team will be in the finals, and I have Tom Brady on it, obviously. So, hopefully, you know, I get to see him uh, lead me my team to a championship. That would be nice. Likewise, man. I mean, I, I look forward to probably beating you in the championship with a couple oh, of my guys. So, I mean, Jonathan Taylor might take me to the promised land. And, uh, yeah. Might. <laughs> Mike, he's taking me to the promised land. Forget Mike. We we, we staying positive up in here. Absolutely. Tom Brady Tom Brady might win next week, might win the week after. But guess what? <laughs> Jonathan Taylor me a chip. Oh, dude, it's very we're gonna, popular. We're going for a three-peat, my guy. Three-peat. No, I'm stopping you. Well, no, well, you gotta, well, we gotta worry about our weeks this week. So, yes, sir. Got to one game at a time. One game at a time, baby. One quarter at a time. One bet at a time. <laughs> All righty. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, if you enjoyed, please hit the subscribe button, the like button, and all that good stuff. And we 